Hi there, we are V2, and we are starting a podcast we're thinking of calling Culture Cabaret. Uh, let us know what you think. If anyone's listening. <laughs> yeah, if anyone's even listening. Um, yeah, we're two sisters, and we have been, like, best friends our whole lives, and we're really into pop culture, um, regardless of what it is, and many different kinds of things, so we also have really weird conversations. <laughs> we really do, especially in the car. Yeah, so we figured why not put it out there if no one listens that's fine we can talk about it and enjoy it but yeah we we have a lot to say sometimes <laughs> yeah so let's introduce ourselves um i'm veronica i'm the oldest and i'm vanessa i'm the youngest one and there's only two of us yeah. so there's no others exactly. <laughs> i don't know why anyway yeah dude um we are really close in age too we're only a year and a half apart so we have a lot in common <laughs> and we pretty much have all the same interests except for like a few things but um, we respect we respect each other's interests. We do. It's true. Um, so for some background, uh, again, I'm Veronica. I like you know anime. I like books. I have a master's degree in literature. Um, I love video games, especially JRPGs and visual novels. I was like open world RPGs. Um, did I already mention anime? Because that's probably like my favorite thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> collecting manga figures, um, drawing, of course. We both do art. Um, yeah, I can't really think of anything else. Vanessa? Who's your favorite anime character? I think that's important. Oh, well, that's Koro Nagisa, of course. Exactly. Um, and for me, I have pretty much all the same interests as Veronica. I like to write. Um, I am getting my master's degree, and I'm really into forensics, so we were thinking of adding like a, a true crime aspect to this podcast, too. Yeah, well, Vanessa's like super into true crime. She knows a lot about different cases, different you know, serial killers, but not just serial killers. Oh, yeah. She knows a lot about, like, different cases in general, and, uh, we both are also really big horror movie fans. Exactly. We watch a lot of horror movies together, especially the garbage ones. <laughs> um, so we'll probably be talking about those a lot, too. They're so good. And, um, it's, with, with the true crime, obviously, you know, it's not too, we're not gonna try and, like, glorify anything. I completely agree and I don't think it's okay that people get serial killers tattooed on them. What is that? I don't know. I, I've seen so many tattoos of like Dylan Roof or mm-hmm. like bite marks from Ted Bundy. It's like, okay, yeah, cool. Like, way, yeah. To, way to do that. Well, the victim who had the bite marks that people are getting tattooed on them is still alive. So it's like, oh. can you imagine being that person who's no. a victim who almost was killed and then you see people like tattooing something that's a really traumatic experience it's for trendy you? to them. Yeah. It's God. so stupid. So we, we don't want to, like, glorify or, like, profit off of other people's traumatic yeah. experiences like that. Like, if we talk about true crime, it's going to be purely yeah. educational. That's true. And, yeah, and also, like, when we talk about film, like, whether it's, like, I guess, like, a TV show or a movie, we're obviously not, like, experts in that kind of stuff. It's just what we like and what we've, like, gotten into. Yeah, and I, I do have a literary criticism degree so I probably will look at things a little bit from like a literary standpoint because I have done a lot of like looking at movies from a literary standpoint and comic books and stuff like that um but I I would never criticize an author unless they did something that I thought was morally wrong exactly and Veronica made a good point yesterday um we've seen a lot of (laughs) not the best low-budget horror movies and for the most part we're not going to talk about those because they're, you know, small entities that are creating these things. and Exactly. And we wouldn't want to criticize, like, a small studio and small staff that's, you know, putting a lot of their own time and money into putting something together for people to watch. And just because we don't personally enjoy it doesn't mean other people wouldn't. Exactly. And like we said, we have a lot to talk about. And the certain topic that we wanted to talk about today that Veronica thought of was um, talking about, um, like, convention culture throughout time and how much it's changed because... We've been going to conventions since, what, 2007? Well, okay, so when we were kids, our uncle always used to take us to these conventions that were toy shows, but they still had cosplayers and, like, anime and video games and that kind of stuff, but we didn't consciously go to a convention with the purpose of attending an anime convention or comic book convention until about 2007. That's true, and that was also our first time cosplaying. It was our first time cosplaying. Would you like to share who you were? Um, I was Misa Amane from Death Note. (laughs) And I was I Enma from Hellgirl. I don't know if anyone's heard of it, but... Hey, we have. That's what matters. It's true. Um, 
And I just wanted to, you know, shout out to Yaya Han for inspiring us to cosplay because when we went to the FX show when we were younger, um, we met Yaya and we were talking about how we wanted to cosplay and she really, you know, encouraged us to try it and do it and I don't think that we would have actually, like, gotten the courage to do it um, if it wasn't for her, you know, encouraging us because we're very shy and yeah. self-conscious. That's also one of the things is we're very shy people, so... Um, we'll have experiences where maybe we should have like said something or reacted to something but we most likely did it's just who we are and we can't help it yeah we're just shy (laughs) this was already hard for us to do i know and and going to conventions and cosplaying was really hard for well i still feel awkward well we haven't been to a convention ever since like yeah of course you know before the pandemic but it's still so awkward cosplaying because like people will ask you for photos and we're like okay but it's like what do you do in the photo you know it's like oh my god posing is like the worst part i see people like go out and do like these photo shoots in their costumes and i'm like i don't know how to do that because i don't know how to pose same and and, like some people pose so confidently and then you and i are like do we do a peace sign (laughs) for the millionth time yeah it pretty much any picture of us from doing peace signs oh Oh my gosh. Okay. So our, I think like one of our cosplays that got like the most attention, um, like our first ones that did were, (laughs) we, um, cosplayed (laughs) Matt and Mello from Death Note and, um, yeah, you you go ahead and explain. Well, okay. So this was like, you know, 2007 to, I want to say we stopped cosplaying Matt and Mello around 2011. Um, I think that's right. Yeah. But but from like 2007 to 2011, we would always go to like at least one con a year as Matt and Mello. Um, and you know, this was like the, the high, like, point of DeviantArt. So people would post pictures of us, like, that they took at the cons on DeviantArt. And so people actually started to, like, come up to us and recognize us from DeviantArt. Um, or, you know, ask us, you know, if they, if we're the people that they saw on DeviantArt. Um, so we, we, like, if you Google, like, Matt and Mel cosplay, like, (laughs) And like the con in like a certain year you'll find like pictures of us <laughs> unfortunately you will <laughs> um but also um with matt mello i feel like that's one of the cosplays where we have a lot of weird stories that happened with it or maybe yeah. a few stories that are just exceptionally weird well so for some context we have to explain that like in the beginning like when we were going to cons in like 2007 this was like the height of like the yaoi paddle days before ban- uh, like they started getting banned at cons um, so, you know, for people who might not know this, at conventions in, like, the mid-2000s, um, they used to sell these big paddles that would either say Yaoi or, like, Semi or Yuki on them, um, which, you know, if, if you're not familiar, Yaoi is boys love, um, manga or anime, and Semi is kind of, like, the top, and Yuki is the <laughs> bottom, and people used to buy these paddles and just whack people with them at the cons, like, especially people that they thought filled the specific roles. And or, they're wood. So. Yeah, and they're made of wood, and like they would smack people like who were like cosplaying ships that they liked, and it was just, it was a very strange time in convention culture. Like I, in that time too, is I don't know if anyone's been to conventions, but in that like two thousand and seven, two thousand nine, and two thousand eleven, a little bit further on, anime was the thing there. It wasn't like yeah. uh, movies or TV shows. It was anime and. They had, like, artist alleys where people would draw, like, you know, whatever they wanted. But since Yaoi was, like, exceptionally popular at the time, you would see, like, gravitation or, like, anything in that sort of realm. Oh, yeah. It would be everywhere. It was really popular around that time, especially because of DeviantArt, Mm -hmm. I would say. Um, But, you know, this was before they started calling them, like, comic conventions. Like, these were straight up just anime conventions. Like... Megacon in Orlando, Florida used to be so anime focused. It's just so surprising to us now that it's so different. Um, and it really has like a big like pop culture focus overall than just anime now. That's true. Um, but yeah, so cosplaying Matt and Mello. And Yaoi was a, a Yaoi was like a big thing during that time. I don't know why of all of a sudden everything was just yaoi, but it was. Yep. So. And Mad Mello were a really popular ship in Death Note. Like, a lot of people really shipped Matt and Mello. <laughs> they did. <laughs> so, so, Vanessa and I were at, what was it? It was Megacon, right? I think it was Megacon. Um, we were at Megacon, and we were cosplaying Matt and Mello. And, you know, we're sisters. And these girls came up to us, and they're like, oh my god, can you yaoi for us? And we're like, excuse me? <laughs> And they're like, yeah, can you yaoi for us? And we're like, we're sisters. 
And they're like, oh, that's fine. Like, um, I don't think you heard us. We're sisters. And it was like really, the worst part was, is that when we thought that, you know, they would leave us alone after we said we were sisters. (laughs) (laughs) They offered us money to yaoi for them. I think they offered us like $5 at first, but they're like, we can pay you more. And we're like, no, we're not going to kiss or whatever you want in a photo because you want to offer us money. Like, yeah, no, thank you. We're not into that. We live in Florida, not Alabama. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Sorry to anyone who lives in Alabama. I'm sorry that you live there. (laughs) I'm sorry, but like, oh, oh, I guess um, with with Mello also um, you know, I don't know if anyone's watched Death Note, but Mello is like really into sweets. So oh yeah, so I used to when I cosplayed Mello, I used to carry around like a chocolate bar with me. Like he always was eating a chocolate bar, so I had one of those ones that had like the foil on it, so it looked just like his. And I would carry it around and like take just like a bite out of it for aesthetics, but like not really like eat it throughout the day. It's just you know because it was a prop, but. It was, you know, I wanted to look more realistic, so I just got, like, a real chocolate bar. Um, And, like, in early, like, convention culture, in, like, the early 2000s or mid-2000s, you know, people were into, like, glomping, um, which, if anyone doesn't know what that is, that's, like, an attack hug where people would just, like, run up and, like, hug you aggressively, and they wouldn't, like, ask for permission first or anything. Um, and this one Vocaloid cosplayer, I don't remember what the character was anymore, but he came up to me when I was cosplaying Mellow, and he, like, glomped me and then took a bite out of the chocolate bar that I was holding in my hand, and I was like, excuse me? <laughs> Needless to say, after that, she made it out of clay. I think it was, like... Yeah, that after that, I did not... <laughs> I made it out of clay. I don't blame you, because, I mean, like, well, nowadays, um, they're a lot more, like, uh, they have signs and stuff that a lot of conventions say, like, cosplay is not consent, because, well, people need to hear it, that's for sure. Yeah, I'm really, really happy about the cosplay is not consent movement, especially because, you know, people just think that because you're wearing a cosplay, they can Mm -hmm. do whatever they want. They can take pictures of you without asking, they can, like, touch you or hug you or tell you what to do, and... It was a messed up time. Yeah. (laughs) But I I think, um... That's a little more recent, too, because in some conventions, I would say, like, 2015 or 2016, when we were cosplaying, because, like, we've never really cosplayed, like, revealing characters. That's just not yeah. who we are. We're not into that. But Which, there's yeah. nothing wrong if anyone yeah. does. We just first, personally don't feel comfortable exactly. in it. Exactly. Yeah, it's called crippling anxiety and being <laughs> very self-conscious. But, anyway, um, we were wearing, like, uh, we were um, Phoenix and Dark Phoenix, I remember, and... That cosplay got a lot of attention for obvious reasons, and we did not enjoy it. But it was it was just really uncomfortable. And well, the worst know. part was we had like an adult man following us around, mm-hmm. like and creeping on us the whole time. And Vanessa was like sixteen at the time, mm-hmm. um, so it was like really really uncomfortable for us because yeah. like these people like did not care how old you were. Like if you were a character that they liked, they like some people just like really really go a little overboard with it. Oh my god. When when Veronica was co- when Veronica was cosplaying Misa, oh. I remember. Okay, there are some many experiences, oh, but no. we were walking to the convention center, and someone catcalled her. Like she obviously looked like she, she has like you know obviously looks like a young girl. You still had like braces. You were not. Oh yeah, you know I had what braces. I mean? Like you were just like five and like living your. What was like what? What this was like two thousand seven. Yes. So what I was like twelve. Yeah, exactly. So you're just minding your own business, and it's like. These guys catcalled her, but then we're like, okay, no. But then we get to the convention center, and, like, the first thing that happens is this guy comes and approaches her, and he's, like, freaking out, like, that that his, like, waifu's there or whatever. Misa Misa. Yeah. Oh, my God. Everyone yelled Misa Misa at me. It was disgusting. Um, <laughs> but, but, yeah, like, these creepy people would just... And there's nothing wrong with, like, you know, being excited for a cosplayer or, like, you know, wanting to, like, ask them for hugs or photos or whatever. But when you get to the point where you're following a child around, I think, it like, it's way too far and... I agree. <laughs> it happened at more than one con. Yeah. But this just reminded me. Um, so, Veronica and I, obviously, um, we weren't the most popular, if that wasn't obvious. And um, because, like, anime was not a thing back then. Like, it wasn't yeah. cool. No, it wasn't cool. And for context, we went to private school. Yeah. So oh. we went to, like, mm-hmm. private religious school. Yeah. And we were, like, the only kids in our class at the time that were interested in anime as far as we knew. And also, um, we're, like, 
emo, if you will. And oh, yeah. And we were emo kids. And yeah. going to a private Christian school, we were the only two emo kids in, like, the whole school. Yeah. Uh, I can't tell you how many times they got mad at us for dyeing our hair. But the, the reason why I brought it up is because when we went to conventions... Sometimes there would be um, a cheerleading competition, like a, or a, a meet or whatever, I don't know what they're called, in the same convention center. So Veronica and I would be just, you know, walking in, minding our own business, and then this this school bus full of cheerleaders comes by, and it's like cheerleaders from our school and cheerleaders from other schools around us, and they all just start making fun of us, and we try to avoid them every time because we knew that the word would get around and we would get bullied more than we already did so oh yeah we like never posted pictures of our cosplays like anywhere outside of like deviantart at the time we never like told anybody that we cosplayed because we were just embarrassed because people would make fun of us if they saw it um i remember overhearing one of the cheerleaders not somebody that we knew personally but i overheard her say to one of her friends oh let's go buy a ticket and go in there so we can make fun of more people and I just thought that was really mean because, you know, they're there to have fun and do their thing and nobody, you know, we weren't judging them, but then they turn around and see us there having fun doing our own thing and wanted to make us feel bad about it. But now they're on the internet, like, right, like wearing a Naruto shirt or they're like, you know, into the kind of stuff that we were made fun of for and I don't know I'm just kind of bitter about it to be honest it's same it like it makes me laugh though whenever I see somebody who I know like specifically was like mean or judgmental towards us for liking anime and then I see them online being like oh my god I love anime and I'm like okay well if you like it now then where's my apology <laughs> um we I don't know if the cost but the thing is is like people would kind of be rude and stuff like that but anime conven- or conventions in general were so fun to go to during that time like they were no one like not that we we make our own cosplays but during that time no one made their own cosplays you bought them off what i don't know what, ebay, eBay like, yeah <laughs> and you could like buy the wigs at the convention centers so everyone was and just, contact exactly and everyone was just there with their shiny low quality wigs like you know taking <laughs> and photos like, shiny low quality yeah. costumes they were getting photos taken with a Nintendo DSi. Like, that's just how it was. And it was it was fun. Like, it was just... I don't know. Yeah, it, it was fun. I You know, like, you'd walk around and, like... There'd be manga shelves, like, up to the ceilings, like, full of manga. And you could, like, pretty much find any series you wanted. There'd be, like, booths with all these DVDs of, like, anime that you couldn't get anywhere else. You know, people... They were all bootleg, but, you know... <laughs> You know, they, they had fan subs and stuff for people who, like, were interested in series that hadn't been dubbed yet, you know, or or even s- subbed at the time. Because, you know, a lot of the popular series around the time were, like, pretty much everyone liked them mm-hmm. because they were, like, the only things that were accessible. If you liked something that wasn't dubbed or subbed, then you had to rely on fan subs or, you know just the manga to be able to enjoy it. It's true, and I think during that time, that was the peak of death note because death note was still coming out so mm-hmm. you, people you know would get their shonen jump like veronica and uh <laughs> read it you know every what month or whatever it was and yeah it was monthly it, yeah, it was monthly so you would just get it and like read it before it all came out and i don't know it i think we noticed a few years ago that cons weren't the same anymore like I think it was around the time that, like, we were graduating high school and starting college that, like, things started to really make a huge change. And the thing is, is we're we're not competitive people. We just try to enjoy ourselves. But the cosplay community, I'm not saying everyone, but it's a very competitive community. And if you cosplay one character and people recognize you for it, they will expect you to cosplay that character forever and it's true yeah she will get into that but um well something about us is we repressed like our hobbies or interests most of our lives Mm -hmm. because we were afraid of getting made fun of or whatever so now like the repressed weebs in us like have come you know back out like full force and yeah now we're just like wanting wishing all that stuff was back again yeah, and it's not like everybody at cons now is like that, but it, it really is like a big change in like the attitude of cosplayers. Yeah. Like a lot of the time now I feel like people are in constant competition with each other. Like I feel like people are just like, you know, they want to cosplay the next big thing first. They want to be the first person to do it and then they're the only one. And then they like people kind of call dibs on characters and it, it's really frustrating cuz it's like 
you don't you can't claim a character that someone else made like you can cosplay the character and you can be well known for it but you can't like get mad if other people cosplay the same character as you and you've already done it it's like you can't claim a character that's not yours if i see somebody else in the same costume as i am i get excited and i'm like oh let's take a picture together but some people just get angry and i just think that's silly it's true and it, even for some ridiculous things like um, Ron- when Veronica and I started cosplaying Fallout, which is Veronica's favorite video game, or one of her favorite video games, excuse me, on your, like, what, top ten? Is, <laughs> yeah. is Fallout 3. Top five. Top five. Uh, that sounds good. Um, <laughs> is Fallout 3, and, um, you know, we wanted to cosplay Fallout. I, um, well, we made our cosplays, oh my god, we... <laughs> These were, like, the second cosplays that we, like, made. Yeah. Made. And if you play Fallout, you know about the Pip-Boys. We had to make those. <laughs> and we didn't really have, like materials for it like this was before like fallout 4 came out with the pip boy edition and like spirit halloween had like that pip boy that people just like buy and repaint like also that's a completely different version of the pip boy Mm -hmm. we had to make the pip boy 3000 for fallout 3 and vanessa at first cosplayed fallout 2 so she Mm -hmm. had to make a completely different version of the pip boy i remember to get the right texture i literally put sandpaper on the side like i didn't sand it i put it like that was (laughs) I was holding it. I'm like, oh, my was, hands are bloody. It's fine. It was, like, disgusting to touch. <laughs> it, was, it was. But the other Pip-Boys, like, when Vanessa made her Vault 101 jumpsuit, like, I had, um, and we were the Lone Wanderers together, uh, we both ha- made Pip-Boys out of foam, but we, like, layered each layer of, like, three millimeter craft foam and, like, cut each layer and then glued them all together, and then that was a hassle. We have got so many burns I know. from that. But it was worth it because yeah. before, well, I mean... I don't think most people make their their pit boys anymore, but most people also don't cosplay Fallout Three. Um, a lot of people were super excited about our pit boys because um, we put um, some old phones or i iPods that we had in them yeah. with like the pit boy screen on it. So it was really cool, like to pe- for people to see that it was on and everything like that. But yeah, yeah. we love those cosplays, and we could play music from them too yeah. if we wanted to, like from the game. Um, and then when eventually when they had the pit boy app for like the fallout 4 pip-boy edition like you could use that but it drained the battery too much so it was easier to just have like a still image and we like edited our names onto them and everything it was really fun yeah it was really fun um but i would like vanessa said people really don't cosplay fallout 3 for some reason they might now more but when we went like we went to a fallout meetup right around the time fallout 4 came out and vanessa and i and one guy that was there were the only people in vault 101 jumpsuits it's true i mean there was a nick valentine so i wasn't that mad but (laughs) i'm kidding it was cool to see everyone there but oh yeah fallout meetups were so much fun i miss those yeah and we love making props also so for i think all of our cosplays i want to say like i mean you give me needle so um we we make um all of our props so i mean like the super sledge and then veronica you made the what did you make again the rebar rebar club i had a baseball bat at first um which was i painted to look like the baseball bat that you get in the vault in the beginning of fallout 3 but um unfortunately a few years ago cons started um prohibiting people from bringing in baseball bats and i completely understand why um, it just kind of sucked because I was really proud of that prop, but, you know, I, I made a rebar club and it was way cheaper and way lighter, so I didn't have bruises on my shoulder from resting it against my, um, my shoulder all day when we were walking around. I just think it's funny that they used to sell, like, katanas and then they had, like, paddles made out of, like, you know, wood and then now you can't, I mean, I understand the baseball bat, like, if, you know, whatever, but our friend needed a candlestick for a cosplay clue cosplay <laughs> yeah and they they were like giving her such a hassle but she ended up getting it in because i think she emailed them ahead well, it doesn't matter but she got it in but yeah. you have to be really careful about what you bring in nowadays yeah and it's like part of the thing was like she was um miss white like we were doing a clue group so it's like if she didn't have the candlestick she would have just looked like a maid <laughs> that's true but you know with the candlestick everyone knew immediately who she was supposed to be Speaking of knowing who people are immediately, do you want to talk about, you know? Which thing? Arya. Oh my god. Okay, so around 2013 or so, I started getting, like, comments on my, like, Instagram posts where people are like, oh, you look like Maisie Williams, you look like a younger Arya Stark, or you look like an older Arya Stark. Which, by the way, I am a little bit older than Maisie Williams, so saying I looked like a younger Arya Stark makes me made me feel a little weird because at the time that's like when she was playing a child on the show so I like I hadn't watched the show yet and I had read some of the books but this was before I read all of them 
Um, and so I would look online and see that, like, they were talking about a child. And I'm like, why does everyone keep saying I look like this little kid? Um, but, of course, then I started, um, you know, reading the books and watching Game of Thrones uh, more um, enthusiastically. And uh, it became like, one of my favorite things, especially the books. Um, so I was like, you know what? I do want to cosplay Arya because she's my favorite character. And because people thought that I looked like her, which personally I don't really see it. I don't think Vanessa really does either. I think when you're able... The thing is, is I've known you my whole life, so it's hard for me to say, but I can see why people would think it, but I think you guys have some different features, but, yeah, And, like, I love Maisie Williams. I think she's awesome. She's, like, one of my favorite people. Um, It's just, like, the association with that cosplay, like, got a little overwhelming for me, because people were like, oh, you look like her, you look like her, you look like her. So then every single con, I was expected to bring Arya, I was expected to be Arya, like, everyone always wanted to take pictures and, like, have us do, like events with like the game of thrones cosplay group and it just got really overwhelming because like anytime i would cosplay anything else people would still come up to me and be like like i was reverse flash and this guy come up and came up and took a picture of me and was like oh i i don't really know what you're cosplaying now but i just took a picture because you look just like Maisie williams um and you know i got really overwhelming cosplaying her all the time because you know i wanted to cosplay other stuff but then people would be like oh well your aria is so much better you should cosplay aria it's true i the thing veronica's always been like you know into game of thrones um and i watched it because she watched it with me again after so i cosplayed sansa and veronica cosplayed Arya as you know sisters and um it's very judgmental you know when i first went everyone thought i was melisandre i'm like no but anyway but it was always everyone looking for Arya, you know here and and we made we I worked really hard on making the dresses for Sansa. I mm-hmm. I hate wearing dresses. I'm not like into that kind of stuff. But... Especially the gray dress. We oh spent God. so much time trying to make the flowers for that. It was a nightmare. Yeah, and then you know people would still come up to her and be like, "Oh, um, I don't really like Sansa." Thank you. I'm actually not her. In case you didn't know, I was like, "What do you, What do you want me to do about it? Do you want me to go complain? Because I'm pretty sure a lot of people want to complain about Game of Thrones right now." So, yeah. Well, we won't talk about the season finale because that's, it didn't happen. It uh, Game of Thrones ended after season six. <laughs> um, it's so sad that it was canceled. I wish I could see the ending, but I guess we'll just have to wait for the books. I know how unfortunate, right? I know. I mean, it happens. Bummer. It happens, man. I think. Oh my gosh. Okay. So well. For the Game of Thrones stuff, we actually did get to cosplay at, like, a, a, a what was it, a baseball game? Yeah, we did. It was yeah. um, Tampa Bay Rays. I, I went twice. Vanessa was in China the second time yes. that we were asked to do it. Um, but, yeah, we were asked to cosplay with the greater Game of Thrones, Florida Game of Thrones cosplay group as um, Arya and Sansa. It was cool. It was cool it was experience. Cool. Um, they pulled us for one of the promo commercials, yeah. so we got to, like, you know, stand there and be awkward while they were talking about all the merchandise they were selling exactly yeah i, I honestly don't even looking like looking back at the picture of us on the like big screen at the baseball game because i feel like i looked so awkward and like hunching over in that try to make myself look shorter because i'm you know a little taller than Maisie williams and they put me on like a step so it made me look really tall and it was a really cool experience but it's hard not to like look back and feel self-conscious about like how you portray yourself i think i looked away and gagged like because i i couldn't see myself i was like i don't know her you know what i mean and i was like because <laughs> mm. I, I like your, your aria and i think that's cool but then mm, the other the thing next to it mm. No, no, but, you're, no, I love your songs. It was really fun cosplaying sisters yeah, together. Yeah, for sure. We we want to get more into like cosplaying anime again now because, like I said, we've reverted back to our sixteen-year-old selves, mm-hmm. and I don't think that's a good thing. But also, I don't think it's a bad thing. But... It's called depression. Yeah, the oh. pandemic. Thank you. I mean, we have had depression yeah. before that, but it's our coping mechanism. <laughs> exactly. But you know, like with anime, I felt like we kind of like push that part of ourselves mm-hmm. down a lot because especially at cons like and this was really ridiculous to me but when megacon started getting bigger and like expanding its scope a little more people started clowning on the anime cosplayers there and they'd be like oh look at these people cosplaying anime look at these losers and like they'd be making fun of the people in the anime costumes there and i'm like they're cosplaying too just like you what's wrong with that like and we cosplayed anime, so it made us feel embarrassed and, like, we shouldn't do it because other people would make fun of us for it. Now we just don't care. Like, you know, you try to do something different than what other people are doing, and then they make you feel bad about it. I feel like it's hard, you know, seeing other people cosplaying the same thing as you because you feel like you compare yourselves mm-hmm. to other people. Um, like, 
like you're like oh well that person looks better in their costume than I do or that person's skinnier than I am so they look better in their Mm -hmm. costume or that person's wig looks really cool so they look better and you know I feel like we really have to like kind of rein ourselves in a little bit because cosplay isn't a competition and we just want to have fun doing it and comparing ourselves to other people is just not good for our mental health exactly and as people who were really like critical of ourselves like know that we would nitpick every single thing we did like if something in veronica's costume like if she felt wasn't good enough you know she would be like i you know that this sucks and i saw the work that she put into it i know it didn't suck but you can't tell someone something and you know they have to have like the mindset you know to believe what you say so if you want to cosplay whatever just do it and i mean whenever we can cosplay or going to go to cons again but i don't know i think nowadays if you really like marvel or you really especially marvel marvel's everywhere if you like marvel or you know tv shows like if you like stranger things and stuff like that cons are for you like mega con um you know comic con if you're pretty much into any like form of pop culture then like you then cons are for you because like you there are cosplays for everything um, I mean, I've seen people cosplay, like, movies from, like, the mm-hmm. 80s or 90s that I had, like, totally forgotten about. And it's pretty cool seeing, like, a character that you recognize that you didn't think anyone would cosplay. Well, and then they, they also have cons. They're smaller cons. Like, uh, the cons used to be just in hotel lobbies sometimes or just in one of the hotels, like, what, showrooms or, or like, yeah. the ballrooms or whatever they are. But um, now it's different. But sometimes they'll still have a convention for, I don't know, some kind of, like, niche interest um, like, for example, there's Spooky Empire, and not that that's, you know, some sort of niche interest, it's for horror and all that kind of stuff, but it's a really fun con for people to like that. You know, you'll see people cosplaying from, you know, everything from Scream to, you know, Death Note, I don't know, man. Yeah, we but saw it's some crazy. pretty cool Beetlejuice yeah. costumes, too. Um, you were cosplaying... Mavis? Yeah. Yeah, Mavis from Hotel Transylvania. Yeah. Vanessa cosplayed, um, what's-her-face from... From Scream. If, if you don't know her, it's just the chick from the beginning. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was fun. Um, oh, no, it was Lori. Haha, <laughs> just kidding. Someone else cosplayed <laughs> yeah. the chick from the beginning. I don't know why I thought it was It her. was years ago. Please yeah. forgive us. Also, memory loss, am I right, ladies? We but... did volunteer at that convention. That was pretty cool. Um, it, yeah. But for people that aren't very confrontational, that had to guard a door and make sure people didn't go into it, needless to say, we were a little, like, super passive and, like, I don't know, we just, people were also being kind of rude, so it made us feel extra bad, but I don't know, like... Yeah, because we were guarding the exit door for the showroom, and we were supposed to let nobody in, like, under any circumstances through the exit, so they kept the doors open most of the time, and people would just, like, walk right past us, even though we told them they couldn't, and just, like, go in anyway. So then, at one point, they closed the doors Mm -hmm. so that we couldn't, or so that people couldn't get in, and the doors were locked. So we were guarding the doors and redirecting people to the front entrance, but the doors were locked so even if we wanted to go in that way or let someone in we couldn't they would have to go around and for a frame of reference um the reason why people couldn't go in especially into the exit was because that's where the um celebrities were or you know uh, characters from yeah they were checking um badges in the front entrance but um i think something that i will definitely never forget is um (laughs) you know we're telling people you know sorry you can't and like the whole time i'm being super passive but there's this one guy, and I'm like, sorry, you have to go around. And, and this he... man was super tall. Yeah, like, I don't know, six, like, like way over six foot. Oh, yeah, like, Vanessa's pretty tall, but, like, this guy was towering yeah. over her. He's, like, hovering over me, giving me, like, attitude, and I'm like, um, sorry, sir, but you're gonna have to go around. And then he's like, nah, I'm just kidding, I play Jason in the movies, and I'm like, I'm so sorry, I did not let you into the exit. And he's like, no, it's fine, and he was really nice, but it was just... Yeah, but Vanessa, like, squared up to him. Like, he squared up to her, and she squared up right back. And I've never seen her be that brave before in my life. And I just think it's so funny that she, like, just squared up to Jason Voorhees. And then he was like, ha just kidding. I understand that you guys have to follow the rules. No worries. Like, I'm so sorry, King. Like, please come in. And then we got to take a photo with him, I think. Yeah, later on, we went over to his booth and apologized for not letting him in the door because we felt bad. And he was like, oh, my God, no, you're just doing your job. Yeah. Here, let me take a picture with you guys for free. He was so understanding and... They, I, I really like the celebrities that go to those. You can talk about who you met if you want. Who did I meet again? My brain went. Oh my god, I can't remember the name either. Glenn Hattrick. I did meet yeah, Glenn Hattrick. Yeah. Glenn Hattrick from um, Face Off. I was so excited. I, I love Face Off. And I don't know if anyone's watched Dexter, but the lady who plays Deb was there, and I met her because Deb. If, if you've seen the last season, you know. But yeah, I met her, and um, she was so sweet. I know she really was, but they all look so tired because i mean they've been 
have, they probably freaking off the plane and then go do this then yeah, go whatever. Exactly. But um, there was another year where I really wanted to go, but I couldn't. I don't know why I couldn't, but I know it was something. Wasn't I, there a hurricane? Yeah. Oh yeah, and I couldn't drive over there. Um, yeah, like they didn't cancel the convention because like the hurricane wasn't supposed to be that severe over in Orlando. But where Vanessa was living on the coast, mm-hmm. it was a lot more severe for the hurricane, so she wasn't able to go, and I, I didn't go either. And um, I am, I love Matthew Lillard. He plays Scooby in the Shaggy. It, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> oh my god, he plays Shaggy in the Scooby Doo movies, and he's also been in stuff like that. He's a also paddle. voiced uh, Shaggy. Yeah, yeah, until he got done dirty. Yes, um, but I'm a huge fan of him. I think that he's awesome he is a good actor he just seems very charismatic and i like his views and stuff so i wanted to go meet him and i didn't but one of our friends did and he kept sending me photos of him with with matthew lillard and part of me was just dying inside every time and i want to email him being like yo after the pandemic's done like can you come back to spooky because i love you but i don't know how he would take that (laughs) i know i um as I, I like i had like a similar experience where i did meet like a celebrity and I got them to sign something, but then that... Ugh. So I met Spike Spencer, who voiced Shinji in the Evangelion dub, like the original one before Netflix ruined it, um, <laughs> and made it straight. Anyway, um, so I met Spike Spencer, and he signed my fir- my first volume of Evangelion, the manga, which if you collect manga, you'll know that it's really hard to find these now, especially for a good price. Um, and unfortunately, when we kind of were repressing our, like, anime manga stage, our manga books accidentally were donated. Not by us. Um, <laughs> yeah, never by us. But they were accidentally donated, or, and, uh, so we don't have them anymore. And so I lost all of my manga, including the, you know, Evangelion number one that was signed by Spike Spencer. And I'm just so sad about it, because I had all of the books, and now I have none of them, and even my favorite one's gone. That's okay. We totally don't have a lot of regrets about repressing who we... I mean, it's not our fault we repressed who we were. It was, you know... Societal pressure. Thank you. Exactly. Someone had to say it, but we had so much, and since it was gone, now we're trying to recreate our manga and anime collections, mostly manga, so we'll, like, frequent used bookstores or whatever and try and find them, but we went to one... It was a comic book store and frame of reference we also used to be super into comics we grew up on like we discovered x-men when we were really little and we read all the comics and everything so yeah we actually learned to draw by like Mm -hmm. copying characters from like the x-men comics like and like drawing them on paper and like trying to like recreate them like they were in the comics but we always got clowned on for going into the comic book stores but you know how it be sometimes. Oh, let me tell you a story about going into a comic book store. So I think this was in St. Pete or something, but I went into a comic book store and I wanted to buy, because I, I, at the point, at that time I was really into collecting comics. Like I have several long boxes like in storage. We with, were really into it at one point. Yeah, with many, many key issues. And so I wanted to get, you know, another key issue and they had a CGC graded copy of one of the first X-Men comics, like the original run from the 60s. And it was a pretty good price um, for what it was, so I really wanted to buy it. And so I pick it up and I, you know, I, like, bring it to the counter. And I'm there with, like, a few of my guy friends. And the guy, um, the, the guy who owned the store was like, oh, is this your first comic book? And I'm like, why in the world would my first comic book be a CGC graded, like, key issue that is sealed that I could not open nor read? And then he's like, oh, well, did, did your guy friends make you come in here? And they're just like, no, she made us come in here. It really emphasized, like, how little respect men had for women in the comic book collecting community, especially in, like, the early 2010s. It's true, but little did they know our mini-mate collection. We made, like, little houses for the X-Men mini-mates. Oh, yeah. And- we made the mansion out of, like, cardstock. <laughs> it, it, it was fun, but, you know, we also were like the kids that went to the beach and we like went into the water like we were convinced that we could figure out that we were mutants so like oh yeah the wave would come behind us and be like oh my god i just i just phased through that i'm like <laughs> I'm, I'm kitty pride and we're like trying to convince ourselves veronica would be like my hand's hot oh my god i'm like i'm jean gray and stuff like that and we just we tried so hard to convince ourselves but come on man we like, wanted to be mutants so badly <laughs> but like 
let's be real, X-Men was, like, the comic book series yeah. for people who felt like they didn't fit in. Because mm-hmm. it really, like, made made you feel like, you know, if even if you were weird and even if, like, society thought that, like, you were different, that there would always be, like, a place where you could, like, fit in and feel safe and, like, have, like, a, a community of, and, like, a family that you, you created. Which is why we were always very loyal to Marvel. We loved, we still love him. We love Stan Lee. We met him twice, which was absolutely iconic we were supposed to meet him three times but um somebody who went with us to the convention uh forced us to leave before we could meet him it's fine we're not upset about it and we won't have regrets for the rest of our lives but you know yeah it's fine um it's fine also in both of the photos i look like i'm being held captive or something (laughs) because in the oh my god oh no in the first one i don't know man i was like maybe 13 14 i don't know i i was my little emo self and i was like really into youtubers <laughs> oh my god and i <laughs> and i was i was really into destiny like Des- i i think oh it was also like a nato and and destry i think destry like what he did i think he started doing stuff for shane dawson after which oh that should have been a warning but anyway <laughs> um he uh he, i was wearing a destiny shirt in my freaking photo and I'm, and now like every time i look back at it after this guy got these allegations about you know being a disgusting like pedo now now i have so many regrets but i feel like like go ahead it's okay my stan lee photo also has like a relatable cringy thing in it so for some reason i had a picture of dobby vanity in the back of my ipod i know why you had it i had like a clear ipod but the thing is i never listened to blood on the dance floor i was not a fan i didn't listen to them but i had a picture of dobby vanity in the back of my freaking clear red iphone like ipod sorry ipod touch case and i had that fucking thing oh sorry (laughs) i had that thing in my pocket um and you could see dobby vanity sticking out of my freaking pocket in my picture with stan lee and i'm like great i have a pedophile in my picture too it's like got to be sprayed spikes just like popping out of your pocket oh you mean his wig Um, yeah his wig let's be honest but i think um you had, the, I think you had the Dobby Vanity picture because you needed something like to do an art class, and I was like, "Yo, here." And then I think you just kept it in there after because why? Yeah, not? I think so because I like needed. I had like a clear case, so I'm like, I'm gonna just put something in there, and I had used it for a drawing reference for something for art class because I, we were supposed to bring in pictures to like do like um, scratch art with, and I forgot to bring a picture that day, and either you or one of your friends had it and gave oh, it to yeah. me to use, <laughs> and I don't know, we were. Also trying to convince ourselves that Davi Vanity was handsome, um, <laughs> and you know, the thing is, is there. I'll we'll have to get into the topic sometimes about my experience. Um, that sounds like it's more than it is. Okay. Anyway, I had a concert. Yeah, it, yeah, a concert experience with Davi that could have turned into something else, but it didn't. Luckily, um, but yeah, so that's an experience all of its own, but. The other photo of Stanley I have were in our Fallout cosplays, and I look like I was scared, like because they they're like don't touch him, don't talk to him unless he talks to you or whatever. So I have like my hands folded in front of me. I look like someone's holding a gun to my head, and I'm just smiling, like it's horrible. I usually wear a baseball cap with like goggles on it with my Fallout cosplay, and I had taken it off for the pictures. So I have like major hat hair in it too. I think sometimes it's hard to take photos with celebrities and it's not like you get a one-time up op- like it's a one-time opportunity it's like when we took the picture with the guy who played joffrey oh it looks oh my Veronica god calls the photo like a picture like from a bad sitcom or something it's exactly what it looks like mm-hmm. it's horrible it's it, it, it's pretty horrible uh but i think i'm trying to think of a decent jack gleason oh yeah jack gleason oh yeah and then our our queen that we met Oh, Famka Jansen. Yeah. Oh my god, meeting her was a dream. She's as pretty as you think she She's prettier than you think she should be, which says a lot. And she's so tall, and her accent's amazing. Honestly, icon. Oh, what about that one con that we went to where we were live? Oh, yeah. So, um, we went to, I, I think it was, Sorry. it was a zombie game. Too. Fan days, or fan expo. Yeah, something like that. Or something like that. I don't remember. Um, but we went as Liv Moore from iZombie. Um, both of us were Liv Moore. Um, Vanessa was, um, Vote Party party. Liv. And I was, um, regular Liv with, like, the lab coat and everything. And, uh, we met Robert Buckley while we were there. And he was so excited to see us. He was like, oh my gosh, you guys are awesome. Is it okay if I take a picture of you guys too? And we're like, yeah. So he took a picture of us with 
um, his phone too, and he ended up posting it on his Instagram, and like all of the cast of the show commented on it, and it was probably like one of the best things that ever happened. It was so cool. He was really nice. He was so nice. He was really complimentary too, and he knew who yeah. Vanessa was right away. Like, and yeah. he even credited her as like boat party live in the Instagram description, which was pretty cool. It was nice. He was. It's nice to meet people like that who, because sometimes you'll meet a celebrity and they're they're not the nicest. And I, I'm not going to judge them too hard on that because I know paparazzi and stuff is probably really freaking annoying. Yeah, but it's probably exhausting, like, yeah, meeting people over and over sure. again at Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, I, I, I completely understand why you might not be in the best mood, but I'm just trying to say that that was a really, like, nice refresher for us. Yeah, that was definitely one of the nicest people that we met. Um, like, a lot of the, like, more famous people, they're like, oh, don't touch them, don't talk to them, or anything like mm-hmm. that. They're like, just go on through. But, um... That was, like, a more chill convention, and, like, we there wasn't really, like, somebody telling you to go through, and so he was, like, really, really kind and, and um, a really cool person yeah. to talk to. I think maybe one of the last, like, things that we should talk about just for this episode is um, about cultural appropriation in a cosplay. Yeah, so we are of the belief that anyone should be able to cosplay whatever they want, no matter what you look like, no matter, you know, your weight, if you look like the character, mm-hmm. your race, or anything like that. You're, what do you identify as? Whatever it is. We're just not cool with cultural appropriation mm-hmm. or blackface. Exactly. It's, you would not believe how many people will go to a convention cosplaying a character that is black and they think it's completely fine and it's not because it's it's completely insensitive and you i don't know it's we 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 yeah, get got, really angry about it i went into a big facebook argument with this girl once because she wanted to cosplay you know a character who was african-american and she was white and she mentioned darkening her skin for the cosplay in one of the comments and i was like you can't do that like blackface isn't okay and they're like and people started defending her, and people were like, "Oh, well, people co- paint themselves blue or green for cosplays, That's so why, yeah, so why can't matter. I do? Yeah, right. <laughs> so why can't I do? You know, why can't she paint her face for this cosplay? And it's like, um, hmm. Well, first of all, green and blue and purple people don't exist, so." <laughs> that that's one thing and secondly like blackface is like has a huge historical Mm -hmm. like significance that it 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 was used to like demean and you know degrade like people of color for so long exactly that you know why would you use that for a costume exactly it's like when people say hurtful words that they should never ever say because they think that it's okay because you know that's in the past no you don't understand how those people were treated and you don't understand what they go through every day you don't walk in their shoes so you don't have a place but exactly and if the people of that culture or like race tell you not to do it just don't do it like it's not that hard to just not do something exactly it's actually more effort to do it than to just not do it exactly and then something else that we talked about was how we understand that anime characters are for the most part japanese yes we understand that they're like or their characters you know that were created in japan um but there are sometimes things like um, in Donghua, um, which I don't know if you know, it's like uh, basically Chinese anime or Chinese cartoons or whatever. There are a lot of like traditional Chinese characters that wear, you know, they, they, they look beautiful, of course, and stuff. But um, I think that that is something that white people shouldn't cosplay because that's but not for them. especially when they do the makeup to try to make their yeah, eyes what look is that? more elongated. I think that's so offensive. It's... it's it, you know, just, I feel like with every, there are just people who will do something offensive no matter what and then think it's okay. And it's really annoying. And I feel like, I I think one time, not that we're, we're not like, we're Hispanic, but we look, I don't know. Yeah, we look pretty white. Yeah. (laughs) And I think one time someone gave us a hard time about cosplaying a character that, didn't they say like we shouldn't cosplay a character because they're not Hispanic oh, or something? Yeah, um, some dude started harassing me on Instagram and saying that we shouldn't be cosplaying um, white characters because we're Hispanic and that there, I, I'm sure there are plenty of Latina characters out there that you can cosplay, but you shouldn't be cosplaying a character outside of your culture. And it was like on a picture of my Aria cosplay, and I just thought that was ridiculous. Like, it's not that deep, my guy. Like, we no. aren't. <laughs> like, and you see not... people like whenever like especially during like black history month when people do like the 30 days or 31 days of Mm -hmm. black cosplay and um you know people will post their cosplays and then people in the comments will like insult them and be like oh you can't cosplay that you can't cosplay that and it's like who are you the freaking cosplay police like people can cosplay whatever they want as long as they're not hurting anyone and if someone has a different race than a character that they're cosplaying why shouldn't they be able to cosplay that character i'm sorry like 
it's ridiculous. The thing is, is what, what, one of the things we wanted to say was we do think that a lot less of that is happening nowadays because of Gen Z. A lot, I feel like a lot of Gen Zs, especially the ones you see on like social media, are a lot more... I feel like Gen Zs are just sweeter to each other in general. Yeah, and they're, and they're kinder. more socially and yeah. politically aware, especially yeah. like before even being able to vote. It's true. It's great. It's a great thing that's happening. And um, I just... I, I, do, I think it's really sweet all the time when I go online and I see like someone cosplaying. I'm like, oh no, someone's going to be mean, aren't they? But people are giving them such nice compliments and everything and they're well-deserved. So it's just, it's just really nice yeah. to see that. And especially on TikTok, which mm-hmm. I feel like anytime I see like a cosplay thing, I've never seen anyone be mean in the comments. Exactly. It's, that's why Gen Z is like, they, they, we're, we're cuspers, I guess, if you will. So yeah. I, I guess we like, we're not going to say we're either or, but I feel like the gen, like the ones that are definite Gen Zs, they are definitely like gonna they're gonna be something because they're already making impact at such young ages it's crazy it's awesome then they can go to cons and know that we took all the bullying that happened when anime wasn't cool and now they can do it without having to worry about people we we we, uh we walk through those halls like being insulted (laughs) you guys could sprint through them exactly being proud and loud exactly we we did it I guess we can wrap this episode up. Yeah. Sorry we rambled a lot. Like, we kind of had, like, an outline for stuff we wanted to talk about, but I feel like, you know, con culture is probably something that we're going to talk about some more, for sure. Yeah. It'll get better over time. This is our first episode, and like we said, we don't know if anyone's going to listen, but this is also for us because we want to, you know, remember these things in the future and stuff like that. Yeah. We're very sentimental people, Mm -hmm. so we're always, like, taking videos and, like, recording things and, like, taking pictures so that we can, like, have that for the future. Because, you know, you never know, like, you know, I I get really nostalgic for the past and I just, I regret, like, deleting so many pictures and, like, videos and stuff from, like, when we were younger because I was embarrassed of them when I got older and, uh, you know, it's nice to preserve, like, Mm -hmm. the the things that we like and, like, the things that we like to talk about and, you know, people also enjoy listening to it and that's pretty cool too. Exactly. And... Uh, for the next episode, we're not sure if we're gonna do the, like, the true crime or film or we might, you know, we don't have to start those two things yet because we'll do one one week and then one the other week. So it's not like, you you know what I mean. But um, if we want, we could always put out another, I guess, one that's based in like pop culture. So it's, so, and then we can, you know, base them around that. So if you like that, then cool. Yeah. But yeah, I guess that's it. So Um, um, if anyone listened, thanks. Yeah. So again, we're V, well, we go by V2, mm-hmm. um, you know, Veronica and Vanessa. Um, this was Culture Cabaret, possibly. Yeah. Um, thank you for listening, and if you made it this far, we really appreciate it. Yeah, I'm also sorry, but anyway, goodbye. Please don't make fun of us, we're very shy <laughs> and self-conscious. Thank you, <laughs> bye. <laughs>